The Marie Manucheri Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area, wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle where energy and medicine meet. And this is really one of my favorite times of the year. Um, This is my second year in a row where I get to interview my daughters. All three of them are in the studio. I was just so happy they agreed to come back on the show again. Actually, they were really looking forward to it. So if you listened to the show last year, this will be an extension of what we talked about then. We have a lot of new listeners um, to the radio station as well. So we'll probably repeat a few things, like ask you guys some questions that maybe we asked you last year. So I want to welcome my guests, my daughters, Marianne, Misha, and Mina. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mom. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And hi to all of our listening audience. So one of the reasons why I love interviewing you girls, women, I know I have to change that. Your dad and I both have to work on not calling you girls and calling you women. Um, But one of my favorite things about interviewing all of you is because I think you're very interesting, not just as a parent, but just as individual beings. I think you're interesting. I think you have really great opinions. And in fact, several of you did readings um, last year. When callers called in, you actually gave some of your intuitive advice. So to kind of get some of our, (laughs) yeah, um, I'm laughing because, you know, there isn't a video camera, but some of the girls, women were pointing at one of the women in particular who did some readings. That's why I was laughing. So one of the things we talked about last year was what was it like when um, I started to act more of an intuitive than just your mom. What was it like when you were younger and growing up? Was it normal, uncomfortable? Was it fun? Was it weird? Was it all of the above? Who wants to go first? I'll go. Okay. <laughs> um, well, you said when you became an intuitive, acting like an intuitive more than our mom, but mm-hmm. you never stopped acting like our mom. It was just you transitioning from being a nurse Mm. to being an intuitive mm-hmm. um it was kind of it was kind of weird at first but there was a lot going on because actually when you were entering that career you and uh, Bubba our dad were getting a divorce at the same time so there's already a lot of change anyways it was just like another extra thing <laughs> <laughs> like okay I'll take this too um I think it, it was fine it was fine yeah yeah so that was Misha me. who was who was commenting do either one of the other young people here want to express a comment about it? Um, this is Mariam. I'm the oldest, and I thought it was very, very odd. It took me a very <laughs> long time <laughs> to, um, I don't know, just kind of wrap my brain around it because my brain doesn't really think that way. So mm-hmm. I need facts and figures and an equal sign, and <laughs> I wasn't really getting any of that. Um, but through the years, it just became more normal and um it I was getting answers and um I don't know it was just it just made more sense as time went on and um your business just obviously flourished from you know nothing to you worrying about oh my gosh is this even what I should be doing to now being really busy so yeah um yeah, so it know. was a it I mean now it's smooth but initially oh, yeah. it was 
It was weird. Really hard. Yeah, it was hard. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Interesting. So, Mina, do you have any uh, words to add to that question? I think I'm kind of the opposite spectrum as Mariam. So mm. I don't think it was that strange for me. Mm-hmm. But and you're the youngest, so sometimes it may maybe it's I was just easier. had no clue. I don't know. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But no, I think I saw that side of you, mm. you know, earlier. And I don't really think it was a personality shift or anything. So I think you always mm. talked about pretty far out things. <laughs> um, it was just, you know, actually making it, you know, practically applying it mm. know, into a career. So mm. I don't know. I don't think it was that strange for me. But, mm. but you know, I was... I don't know. I like doing tarot cards when I was like 12. True. So I bought you your first tarot just... deck. Right. That's true. I, think I was more into you it. You know, it was <laughs> brainwashed at a young age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I find, I think, unusual and great, and I wish this for every family, but I think our family is incredibly close. Mm-hmm. And so I was curious to your thoughts about why do you think we're so close? And, and, I, and I include your father in that and your cousins, your real biological cousins, and then your not biological cousins. But, you know, your family of origin is definitely very close. But you guys have a close relationship to a lot of people in your life that you consider family. So Mm -hmm. do you have an idea about why that is? Mm -hmm. Well, I think one factor, um, which is not the only factor by any means, but I think, I mean, our dad's from Iran, so I think that that had a lot to do with it because family is definitely the priority in the culture. And I think that you really, I don't know, um, you know, could relate to that or that's a want that you wanted when you married. Yeah, I love the culture. Yeah. I think that that was, you know, we spent time with our family at like get togethers, not really our friends on the weekend. And if we did spend time with our friends, uh, we got in trouble normally. (laughs) Or we brought them. Or we brought them. Or we (laughs) brought friends to all Every events. Persian I, function. I brought girlfriends to funerals. I, yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds really weird, but we just know a lot of people. And so we, some, well, Persians also celebrate um, the life of someone who's passed for up to 40 days after they've passed. So it's not like the actual memorial service necessarily, but there's a lot of events. Mm-hmm. So sometimes my girlfriend, Nicole, who lived across the street, I was just like, ah, just come with us. We need some good food. And her parents were like, this is really weird, but they let her go. So so would you all three agree then that the culture of your dad's yeah. culture really um, created that closeness? Yeah, because even after you guys separated, I think that those values were still, you know, they're mm-hmm. permanent in mm-hmm. our family. So and wow. just between us, like, you know, even if we didn't get along, I think that there was no question of how close we were so mm. wow and That's the fact true. that we're all two years apart i was gonna say yeah. that mm-hmm. really too. huh so you think that creates closeness between mm-hmm. the three we're of all, you i mean minus or plus two years we're all kind of you know going through similar things i mean marm started her career in the last couple of years i'm finishing college mina's finishing college so we're going through similar steps i feel like we can relate really and not too far away from each other in terms yeah, of age group in, yeah and you all live in oh, washington live yeah in Hmm. Interesting answer. I wasn't expecting either one of those. I, I'm not saying I had an expectation. I was just curious to know what your answers were about you. But all of you surprised me, as you always do, which I find <coughs> lovely. So since we're kind of still on the topic of the part of the culture that you grew up in, what's it like having two very different parents? Hmm. <laughs> uh, it's, I don't know, there's things that, I mean, obviously you are more understanding and not so 
strict about things. And, Lots of things. Yeah. yeah. I had a hard time grounding any yeah. of you. It was like and pretty our, much a joke when yeah. I tried. <laughs> and our dad is very obviously protective of us three girls. So the things that he says are a little bit drastic and traumatic <laughs> at times. Um, but um, I don't know. Like there's things that, you know, we can go to him for and there's things that we can go to you for. And if there if there isn't things that, you know, if there's stuff that falls in the middle, then we go to each other for. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of talking about that the other day. And although you guys have very different personalities, um, I think you guys definitely share the common interest that you guys adore us. I mean, we're right. totally spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really want, you genuinely want to hang out with us and spend time with us, which you would hope that all parents want to do that with their kids, but that's not a reality. In some instances, not everyone gets along with their parents right. or children. So, you know, that's, of course, it's everyone wants to be loved. It's nice to be loved and cared about. So, yeah, that's a good answer. Amy. Yeah, yeah. Really lovely answers. Lovely. Yeah, really lovely. So, we're here um, live on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. And we're talking to my three daughters, Maria, Misha, and Mina. They're in the studio with me. This is our second year in a row. You can even call in and ask them a question if you want to. In fact, we have phone lines open. And Harmony is actually in the studio. She's our sound engineer today because Eric's yeah. on vacation. Yeah, hello. I'm really enjoying this. So, Oh, lovely. Yeah. It's, so we have all girls in the studio. I like this. <laughs> I like this a lot. Yeah, we love having you. So, Harmony, could you give out the phone number? I know we already have some callers online. Yeah, we do. It's um, 425 425- Three seven three five five two seven. If people like to call in and talk to you, wonderful. And we'll be right back with the Manu Cherry family in just a few moments. Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path, but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath Dr. Sheila Dunmerit to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425 825 If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's new website. It has a whole new look and added features like Chakra of the Month and a live Twitter feed. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article in response to Dear Marie Questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. Nowadays, you can go to just about any astrology website, type in your birth information, and download your chart. That's great, but how many of us know how to read it? Christopher Renstrom has created a course targeted for the person who's interested in astrology, but whose eyes glaze over whenever things start to get too technical and wordy. Join Christopher at his Beginning Astrology Weekend Workshop, February 25th and 26th, at the Courtyard on Lake Union. This class is perfect for those interested in learning about astrology, or perhaps even in becoming astrologers themselves one day. 
Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Got it? Cool. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. It's Thursday here on the show where energy and medicine meet, and I'm interviewing my three, of course, stunningly gorgeous daughters on the air. And uh, what they pointed out, at least I, I'm obviously, you know, a, a biased parent, but that's just how I feel about them. Um, they pointed out while we were on break is that I didn't really officially introduce them, so I so apologize for that. So um, Mariam is the oldest, um, and she's out of college. Like, finally, we got one completely done out of college. Like, yay! And you're working, so you have like a job, a really good one, actually. Yeah. yeah. Do you Comple- like your job? Completely independent. It's Comple- kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. You know, I graduated two years ago. Two Mom. years ago, <laughs> but, but you've been at your job for like a year and a half, yeah. approximately. Yeah. And I remember that year in between graduation and getting a job, and you were so stressed and yeah. worried. Well, you work your butt off for you know four or five years, and then you have all these dreams to buy everything you want, and you're. <laughs> You know, I had an engineering degree and I was living off my parents. It's kind of of hard. So Yeah, but we didn't care. In fact, your dad and I kept saying, just relax. You're going to be working your whole life. Um, And now you carpool to work with your dad, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is pretty cute. (laughs) He makes you tea and brings you Persian pastry. And you guys chat away, you know, on your way to Everett. So um, So what what exactly is your job? <laughs> um, I am a stress analyst um, at Boeing, actually. Yeah. In product development. Yeah, yeah. So and I, yeah, I'm really lucky. Yeah, we're very happy for you and proud of you, of course. Yeah, Thanks. all of you, of course. And then on my other side is Misha. <clears throat> She's still in school, um, taking her um, graduate program right now. And of course, I've been schooled on how to talk about her program, <laughs> crop science. I like to call it organic agriculture, but that was your undergrad degree. It's okay. My research project is on organic it agriculture. It is. Yeah. Because I went and saw your plots recently yeah. when I yeah. was in Pullman. Right. Yeah. You were growing barley. Is that barley, right? Barley, wheat, garbanzos, peas, lentils. Oh my gosh. Or- organically. Yep. And you know, seeing what, what works well to keep the weeds out. Was that yep. what your research yeah. was about? Yeah. Looking at crop competitive characteristics. Wow, I know she. she you, t- I mean, you just went to a, a weed competition, actually, in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Where did you go? Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee. And you guys, your school actually won. You placed. We got first in the West, <laughs> <laughs> and there were other schools from the West there. there were only a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you had to identify like major strains of weeds, right? Uh, yeah, we had to identify different weed species. We had to make different kind of um, weed control slash herbicide recommendations. (laughs) It was a whole day out in the sun. It was 100 degrees, and it was about 99% humidity. Wow. Which is kind of rough when you live in Pullman. It's very dry. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. Yeah, and you're going to graduate with your master's in May, so we're very excited. In fact, your dad and I have talked to you into come home and chill 
mm-hmm. and not just go into your PhD program because that's your plan. Mm-hmm. And so we want you to rest for it. We're hoping a year, but I think you're more looking Summer. at six months. Summer looks <laughs> yeah. Good. yeah, so we'll be working, you know, on you um, taking a break because you've worked very hard, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and we're very proud of you. Thanks, obviously, Mom. you're welcome. Um, but yeah, we're, we're looking forward to having you come home for a long period of time, not just four or five days. Yeah. <laughs> and then just to the other side of Misha is Mina, the baby of the family. Uh-huh. Um, and you are a senior at the U right now. Yes. At the Jackson School, mm-hmm. studying human rights and international business. Is that, am I saying it right? <laughs> no, international studies. Now I should know. That's okay. That's, no, that was really close. That was close. Was close. Yeah. Well, well my, my emphasis is international political economy. So oh, it's. Ah. It's similar. I don't oh, know. Wow. I wouldn't remember that either, Mom. It's oh, okay, fine. good. Yeah. It's yeah. confusing. Yeah, I think our job is just to write the check and not necessarily <laughs> know what's exactly going on. But you love the Jackson School because that's not yeah. where you originally, you know, you were going to be a doctor. No, I got into UW for biochemistry, yeah. so it's a little bit of a of a change. But that's yeah. okay. But you it's like it. It's a good change. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember, actually, I, I hope this won't embarrass you, but you were taking a chemistry class and you go, My, I, yeah. I just don't want to take it anymore. I don't think I want to be a doctor. I'm like, yes. You know, because I wanted you to go to Bastyr University and become a naturopath if you're going to study medicine. And it was only a quarter mile from the house. And then you had said that you had taken some political science classes and you loved them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually hadn't taken a Jackson School class yet, but I liked right. the poli sci department. Um, and I was in my last chemistry uh, yeah. class. And I actually uh, withdrew during my midterm <laughs> so which is very unlike her she has like almost a 4.0 so yeah 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 so, so that's so. just important that you figured out what you don't want to do i was very proud of <laughs> yeah, you yeah and then i found the jackson school news even better so yeah and you love it yeah. yeah it's great so you're graduating as well mm-hmm. um, and, and then i'll apply to law school in the fall right so you're but you're gonna take the summer off too and hopefully mm-hmm. you know just chill while you study for your lsats Yes. And then apply to law school. And then mm-hmm. we don't know where the heck you're going to live, somewhere in the country. We don't know where. Yes, I have no idea. I, I'm banking on the U, that you go to the law school at the University of Washington, but wherever you choose, of course, we're yeah. proud of you as well. And uh, yeah, uh, I think our family, um, we're a little driven. I feel very sorry for you girls. I'm so sorry that, you know, we're you're, all workaholics. Yeah, we're Thanks, all work- mom. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> Okay. Well, why don't we, we have quite a few callers waiting to talk with us. So we do. Yeah. Yeah. Who do we have, Harmony? First up, we have Cheryl in Auburn. And I have to say, I'm really impressed by all of you guys, by the way. You're just like geniuses. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, But Cheryl. You're at the U yourself. Yeah, I am. But still, it's like media and communication studies. fantastic. (laughs) But you guys, impressive. But uh, (laughs) Cheryl in Auburn um, is looking into a modality and she's wondering if it's the right one for her and she's calling from auburn great hi cheryl how are you hi i'm okay you're and okay i have to say uh, yeah i'm okay i've just been thrown into some fear stuff because i've got some court stuff but uh, my lawyer wants to do a motion and she just let me know and so i'm kind of in the fear moment right now but um is it about partnership no it's hmm. about um back child support so yeah partnership stuff yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> well, just in my mind, it was divorce stuff, you know, so yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and we'll talk uh, about that too, because actually I can see all these little light bulbs going on my daughter's heads, <laughs> you know, all these gorgeous <laughs> little light bulbs. Um, but you were, you were um, looking for a modality? Yes. I've actually um, started looking into something that somebody thought that would be good for me. And it's, I, I have fear going towards anything. Ah. Uh, so, and, and it's something that would address that, and it would address the anxiety and so forth. And I really need it since I'm, 
we're going back to court, uh, you know, sooner or later it will happen, whether it's with this motion or something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if this would be good. And, and then I eventually would like to change jobs. And, and actually I've been feeling really good about maybe this one, mm-hmm. being something that I could grab onto and change my life and then change other people's. Sure. I, I, I love that. I, I think one of the you know, positive aspects of being an energy worker is learning how to get out of your fear because you want to move as much energy as possible through your body. And when we have fear, it kind of crowds into our work. And we all have fear to some degree, so you want to just lessen it as much as possible. And so when you lessen the fear, then you lessen the filters and more energy is able to flow through your being and into the room where you're working on someone and then ultimately into another person's body. So actually, I think that you know probably the best advice that any of us could give you today would be about how can you release your fear? And I know we've all experienced it, every single one of us in, in this room. So um, do any of you girls have any advice about how to release fear or what you've done in your own life? Because I'm sure you've been scared at moments in your life, you know, just going off to college. Um, I think being in mostly a man's world, studying civil engineering m- might be uncomfortable at times. I don't know uh, where your discomforts have been, but I'm sure you've all dealt with fear. Does anybody want to add anything? Mm. <laughs> with with fear yeah um okay well i i would say i'm i'm fairly fearful often actually because <laughs> i'm a little bit of a perfectionist so if i know i'm not going to do something you know perfectly right. executed then i get you know literally like will shake during presentations and stuff um but i just kind of have to get out of my head and just do it like i can't give myself time to think about it mm. so so or just, you know, you do. acting versus overanalyzing something. Mm. So, I don't know. So you stop thinking about it. Yeah, because I can, I can over, you know, I can just overanalyze it for six months. That sounds like me too. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you get out of your head? How do I get out of my head? Sure. Yeah. Um, she's, you're right that I, if I start working on it, um, then that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But my... My fear, well, I've got lots of them, <laughs> but one right. of them is making the wrong choices. Right, right. I th- I'm sure, Mina, you can relate to that. I mean, as a perfectionist, or mm-hmm. we're going to say recovered perfectionist, <laughs> um, you know, that's been scary. But I bet you've had some pretty cool experiences when you made choices that yeah, you I thought. Yeah, don't, I don't think that there's ever really, you know, a blaringly wrong decision ever, I would say. I think that it just takes you on different paths. But I don't really think I have ever had regrets from just making kind of mm-hmm. what would normally seem like a rash decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I, I think that in those rash decisions, you normally, um, I don't know, really surprising things happen. Mm. So mm. so you're recommending being more spontaneous in your choices. Yeah, I'm just kind of going, you know, I mean, trusting your intuition, I guess, in that sense. So. Right, right. Does that make sense, Cheryl? That, that does make sense. Um, I'm the one who started a lot of this process, uh, not through the courts, but through right. the child support department right, right. and then he has been really mean <laughs> well and that's really what you're afraid of when I look at it it's not even the judge or the lawyer or the documents it's really your ex-husband and mm-hmm. and I think it's important for you to remind yourself that you're not married to him anymore <clears throat> you know he's not in your life in, in that everyday moment-to-moment exchange and I, I think that what happens like when something comes up where you have to spend time with him or connect to him you know besides the children um, that you go into a cellular reaction of when you were married. And so you need to remind yourself that you're not married to him. Okay. Okay. I have something. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Mariam. <laughs> um, 
So uh, how I deal with fear is just plan, like obviously being um, positive and just thinking the best that will happen. And I'm kind of a planner. And so if something, if I really want something to work out and it doesn't, like when I was applying to jobs or colleges and I was kind of nervous, um, you just always, like I, what I do is I plan for the worst case scenario. Like it's always, you know, then you're never let down. So if something, like if something bad happens, then you have a plan in your head. Like, okay, if I don't get into this school or that school, if I don't get a job in Washington, right. then I'll move away for a few years and then I'll come back. And you know what I mean? It's right. just, but, if you have a plan, then you're never, you're never really that scared because you kind of have, I don't know, you don't have the highest of expectations. So then you're not really that let down mm-hmm. and you're not that scared. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I do. And mm-hmm. I feel like everything just works out the way it's supposed to. And all you can do is just do your best and try your hardest. And Right. And, um, and Cheryl, I think that makes total sense because nothing bad's going to happen no. from these court hearings. You know, everything's going to work out fine and favorably. Nothing bad's going to happen. So if you can, I think that's a great idea. I know when I was getting a divorce and we were both wanting the house and so we we're fighting over it. So one of us was going to get the house. And my greatest fear is that I would have to live in some low-income housing of my childhood and have my kids bust off to some school, which I finally tell myself was not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then I went and found an adorable townhouse three blocks from the house that we live in now that was brand new and had a manageable backyard and four bedrooms. And so then I'm like, okay, worst case scenario, I'm moving to the townhouse. So I, I think that's a great idea. Um, but yeah, the court proceedings are going to turn out just fine. Are they? Well, we, I had kind of a surprise. It, it had, didn't go well the last time, and I was mm-hmm. expecting it to go well. And so I guess I'm kind of in surprise and a bit of disgust with mm-hmm. that. And, um, but, but one thing you have to look at, too, is that things are working out fairly. And sometimes our own personal idea of what's fair, it, it, we, we, we think it's very different than what's really fair. We're talking about two people who share children and financial responsibilities for them. And so, you know, do your very best to look at it from all angles, not just your own, because I think that's very important. And, and many times when mediators work out um, <clears throat> situations for people who are in conflict, um, they've told me that when they are done with the process, both people are somewhat disappointed um, because, you know, fair means compromise for everyone involved. Okay. Okay. Okay, and do you think that the this uh, modality would be helpful for me, and, and it, is it a possible career? Yeah, I, I think that studying modality would be really helpful for you. Uh, I think reducing fear will make it more successful for you to move large volumes of energy. And I keep seeing healing touch, so that was that's a modality I would look into because it has the science behind it and an interesting curriculum. It's not horribly expensive. It's affordable. And it's certified. So it's certified around the the country. It's the only modality in the world that is completely certified in every state in the United States. And you'll like that security and that kind of um, stepping stone perspective of how to build on what you've learned. Okay. Okay? And best of luck in court. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. The hard part's really over with. So um, go have a good time. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. So who do we? Who else do we have on the phone lines, Harmony? We have uh, Nadia from Kirkland, and Nadia is uh, asking about love and romance in the new year. Okay, hi Nadia, how are you? Oh, hello Marie, hello ladies. Uh, yeah, this is Nahida. Oh, hi Nahida. Yeah, I was wondering if um, I could get your uh, insights as far as how the love and romance um, looks for me in the new year. 
Okay, sure. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> um, one of my daughters, I think, is very talented when it comes to knowing good things about love and relationships. <laughs> um, and so we'll see if she'll put in a few words as well. I think that you tend to be a little impulsive. Is that true? Um, I, I can be at times. I, I can be a planner at times. And then um, on the other extreme, I can be very uh, impulsive. Yes. And so in love, are you kind of impulsive? Um, hmm. <laughs> probably, probably not. I'm probably more cautious. Mm, okay. So, so when you find someone you want to date, you've cautiously looked at their background, their history, you've interviewed them. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't do that. So, <laughs> yeah, so I think you're a little impulsive in relationships. And so I think that there needs to be a change in the way that you approach this. And I think it does need to come more from a stepping back asking questions, being in your body, um, taking deep breaths, and um, getting to know someone really, really, really well um, before you decide that this is the person of your dreams. Uh I think you can find out a lot about someone dating them even six times, you know, before you really even step into intimacy and all of those things that can be very distracting Uh for all of us. Um, so I think that that's something you're going to step into next year, which is going to bring a lot more success for you in your dating life. Okay, that's interesting. I tend to be the interviewer for um, <laughs> for the most part when I'm when I'm dating someone new. So that's an interesting perspective. <laughs> and does anybody here have any words of wisdom about dating or uh, how to be more centered in the dating world? No, Lena. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't like the word interview yeah. when you're dating someone. Yeah, it's not an interview. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think that you should have a list of like, do they have blue eyes or right? Well, not hair. necessarily physical, or but finding out if you have. I think you should be picky. <clears throat> I think it's like buying a car. To be honest, <laughs> I do. I, I, completely, I completely agree with you, which is why I'm surprised to hear um, uh, Marie's insight because I, I tend to be very selective and picky, and I uh, all but the I comments that... I'm, I'm getting from my friends and family is to be less picky and less Mm. selective no but Mm. i don't well i think that there's just a difference with pickiness i think you should be picky about about your feeling towards someone you know about like right just being very in the present moment when you meet someone Mm. conscious of your body of the way that you're actually genuinely feeling towards them and not so much with a checklist you know Mm -hmm. right do they have the right income because first and foremost people evolve and change so who you're with you know doesn't necessarily mean who you're going to be with you know in five years or something so i think just I don't know, you know, even if they don't have all the components that that you um, are going to want in that very moment when you meet them doesn't mean that you're not compatible. I don't know. Just that, that word interview just kind of doesn't seem right. I mean, that's a good point. Though, interview is that, meant for mm-hmm. jobs, not for right. finding relationships. But. Right. And perhaps that compulsiveness, it's it's like an energy. It's like you you go, oh, that's the person, you know, and, <laughs> but without necessarily knowing from that you know, centered, conscious part of yourself that, oh, yeah, that's the person, not from the paper or, you know. Yeah, the... more like impulsive about accepting or dismissing them. Right. Yeah, say. that makes sense. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Right. So do you think that's I helpful? Mariam's going to disagree with me. <laughs> no, 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 not yeah. at all. It's just funny because Misha, my middle sister, and I had this talk a couple days ago because we were talking about how we're extremely picky and will literally, you know, if a guy has a picture of a dog on their wall, we're like, okay, next. And, you know, it's like things like that that necessarily, they don't matter. And you need to kind of look past some things, some things, some things you can't, you know, if 
like family is really important to me. And if someone doesn't have a strong relationship with their family, then that's kind of a no brainer for me. I'll walk away. But, you know, there's just certain things that I think can change or, you know, they don't necessarily, they don't know you, you don't know them. And there's probably stuff that bothers them about you as well. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. Right. You just kind of have to it's that be open minded. It's that heart feeling, you know, that's most important, not necessarily all the outside packaging, but that person who can feel your soul and you can feel theirs and you have commonalities in your mind, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, um, in my experience, uh, for example, like, I don't even necessarily, uh, it doesn't even click, register with me that I'm attracted to someone that I'm dating until like maybe the second or third time that I'm with them because I'm just normally so caught up in their presence that I haven't even hasn't even processed yet that I'm and then I'm normally like oh great like they're also very attractive <laughs> this is great but normally it's like I'm just so, so I'm um, really spending time getting to know yeah them. I'm just so intrigued by the words that are coming out of their mouth mouth and I'm sure that I'm even subconsciously very attracted to them but I haven't even really um you know prioritized that yet I don't know. That's why she always has the most successful relationships. She does. (laughs) She's the go-to girl um, for our family about relationship advice, and she's the youngest. So she figured out in previous lifetimes. That's what I've been telling her for years. You got this figured out. We're hoping that it all rolls off on the rest of us. (laughs) That was a great question. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, ladies. Have a happy new year. (laughs) You too. Okay, so I think we've only had one break so far in the Marie Manu Cherry Show. So we're going to go ahead and take another break here on the show. And I have my beautiful daughters, Maria, Misha, and Mina in studio. And, of course, you can ask them questions, and they'll be happy to answer your questions. And I have a few more questions for them, too. And so we'll be right back after a short break. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar... There's a variety of ways to do so. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's new website. It has a whole new look and added features like Chakra of the Month and a live Twitter feed. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article in response to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425 425- Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path, but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing from Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath Dr. Sheila Dunmerit to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. You're invited to our New Year's Eve pre-party on Saturday morning. The happy medium, Jody LeVon, livens up our show with greetings from the other side. And popular astrologer Christopher Renstrom tells us what the stars say is in store for 2012. Plus, the year in review, some of our funnier and most profound moments from 2011. That's Manson Mitchell in the morning, live at 10 a.m., followed by The Gary Mann Show at 11 Pacific. Nowadays, you can go to just about any astrology website, type in your birth information, and download your chart. 
That's great. But how many of us know how to read it? Christopher Renstrom has created a course targeted for the person who's interested in astrology, but whose eyes glaze over whenever things start to get too technical and wordy. Join Christopher at his Beginning Astrology Weekend Workshop, February 25th and 26th at the Courtyard on Lake Union. This class is perfect for those interested in learning about astrology, or perhaps even in becoming astrologers themselves one day. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Real people, real life, real radio. Really. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to Marie Cherry Show. We're live here Thursday at the KKNW Alternative Talk Radio in Bellevue, beautiful place. And you can also catch us on the web at energyintuitive.com or online. What, what's the address harmony for KKNWs? Do you know? Uh, I believe it is uh, kknw.com. Perfect. So you can listen to us from my website or go to KKNW's website. Um, so I have a, a couple more questions. We'll go back to the phone line. So... Um, this is for all three of you, of course. Uh, do you tell your friends, coworkers, or fellow students what I do for a living? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Re- okay, Misha didn't answer yet. I think they might be lying a little bit. <laughs> um, I do, but there is, I don't, I mean, I haven't lied to anyone at my work, but I haven't, there's some, like my um, supervisors, mm-hmm. I haven't told. But then again, um, they're not asking. I don't know what some of my coworkers' parents do either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I've never been like, hey, guess what? Just because um, I feel like I I do work with some conservative individuals. I live in eastern Washington. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and that doesn't matter. I mean, I, I could say whatever I want. But I, sometimes I'm like, eh, I wish they knew. And <laughs> I never told them and not feel kind of weird about it. <laughs> but other than that, everyone knows. All my friends and the people I work with know, um, but not my supervisors. Mm-hmm. My friends, that my friends, when they ask and I tell you or I tell them, and then as soon as I say energy intuitive or, you know, and then I'll try and sort of explain it, and I don't think they get it, and so they just kind of go, oh, cool, and, you know, that's kind of the end of it. But then there's some of my friends that <laughs> are like, can you ask your mom if, and I'm like, oh, my, <laughs> like, yeah, sure. And or, you do. Do you think your mom can do a reading on me? Can I come over this week? And I'm like, oh, goodness, you know? I think those are some of my Facebook friends. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they're (laughs) probably listening right now. So, (laughs) Yeah, that's adorable. I love that. Um, Well, yeah, I think that I've I've changed a little bit on how I react to people. I think at the beginning I would almost get – well, because my mom's really good. Um, And, well, I mean, it's the truth. And and, – you know, there's a whatever, you know, if you say energy intuitive or she's a psychic or something, then, you know, a lot of, um, you know, ideas come into people's minds. So I used to get really defensive, like, no, but you don't understand. Like, this is what she does. And, <laughs> yeah. and now I kind of just say what she, what she does. And if they ask more questions, that's fine. But I'm really indifferent to, mm-hmm. you know, how to the much, responses. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. um, you're just secure with I'm really secure with yeah. it. Yeah. And so also... Um, you know, I mean, anyone can just look on the internet as well. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you should just check out our website or something. Because I do reference the website often. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't really know the chakra breakdown right now. You're going to have to reference the And I'm website. so glad you guys like the new website. You oh, know, yeah. I that, like it That was lot. hard for me. That was a big change. Yeah. But you, you guys were so helpful. And Alyssa telling me how much you liked it and the colors and everything. So you guys have helped me so much making big decisions mm-hmm. as well. 
Okay, so another, sorry, one more quick question. Um, could you ever see yourself doing something similar to what I do professionally? Everyone's looking at me, so I guess <laughs> yeah, I'll answer. That's Mary, um, I'm the engineer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I completely appreciate it, and I. And you're great intuitive. You've helped us a lot. Yeah, no, I. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm pretty accurate on some <laughs> some cases. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I just I I I don't know how you do it every day. I really don't. It's I think it would be draining, and mm. um, I don't know. I mean, it's I think it's great to help people, and you help so many people. But I just think it's a lot to handle sometimes, mm. and um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's yeah. No, that's a great answer. Yeah. What about you, Mish? Um, I actually drafted this question. <laughs> you did. So I've had some time to <laughs> And my immediate answer was no, but then I was like, that's, I'm only 24, so I can't really say no. Excellent. Because I know careers change, but I'm pretty in love with what I'm doing right now. Um, so I can't see myself doing it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't completely rule it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see my career in agriculture, but maybe I'll be into it on the side. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> be quite the maybe mix. Maybe we'll write a book one day. <laughs> yeah. yeah you about? could predict the, the harvest. <laughs> uh, predict uh, the perfect planting dates and harvest. No, perfect. Um, yeah, I think I agree with Mish, but I think like all the tools that you teach your clients and that you practice yourself really, um, I don't know, I've really utilized in picking my path. So Mm -hmm. such as impulsively dropping my chemistry class, (laughs) things like that. Um, And just even, you know, with going to, you know, choosing law school and stuff and Mm -hmm. just, you know, I don't always know why I want to do things, but I just know that it resonates with me. So, so that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So, but in the future, you, you might take down your lawyer shingle and um, put up a woo woo one. Um, yeah, (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) I think it's similar to Mariam. I don't know if I could. If I think it might be draining for me as well, mm-hmm. but very interesting. Thank you for your answers, your honest answers. So why don't we, Harmony, go to the phone lines? Yeah, we have um, Sophia in California, and uh, she recently had a close friend who passed away, and she also has a question for your daughters. Great. Hi, Sophia. Hi. Hi. Marie, how are you? I'm great, thank you. What can we do for you? Um, I'm. I, my question for your daughters is. Um, I have a niece who's 12, and I just wonder, like, when they were 12 and 13 and 14 and talking back and all those things um, <laughs> that teenagers do, did the intuitive piece, did, like, you know, being in touch with their own intuition and or having a mother who was, um, you know, doing that kind of work, did that help in any way? Did that help ease, you know, some of that um, teenage stress? Um, That's a good question. And the, other, and the other question is just in regards to I have a, a close friend who, um, just passed away, and I just wanted you to just send some loving light towards her transition. Certainly, I will, and I'll talk about that in a moment. So, did it help or hinder, or you know, can you answer that question? Any of you? You were actually kind of entering your career when I was that age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it came later. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that I was a teenager and started to really understand these things and become spiritual until later. Um, I think when I was around that age, 12 to 14 range, all I wanted to do was be with my friends. Family, I wasn't as close with my family as I am now. Um, it's kind of a tough age, I think. Junior high period, junior high 
sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Yeah. So I think I just was trying to kind of figure out who I was, and I didn't really have time to think about those things until later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, unrelated to intuition, or I guess not directly related, um, is the fact that we just had really open dialogue with my mom, not with my dad. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, I think that we all went through really awkward phases. We, even though, you know, you know, we have great relationships now. Actually, we were just talking in the car about how, you know, we went through, you know, rough times when, when we were in junior high and through the divorce and yeah, talking back to my mom. But and my me parents, talking back to all of you. Yeah. yeah and, <laughs> but my parents really disciplined us. Um, so especially my my dad. So I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm an advocate for discipline <laughs> because I think that it really kept me in check. So I think that my parents um, promoted honesty, but also we knew that there were going to be consequences. So yeah, cell phones and uh, yeah, go ahead. When you say discipline, I mean that would be like, oh, you can't go to your friends after you have to spend time with your family. (laughs) Yeah, or give me that cell phone now, and you don't get it. Or just just setting really really high expectations. Like Mm -hmm. even if we didn't get a good grade, which did happen. you know, like there was no option. Like we had to go to college and like we didn't know that you didn't have to go to college. Right. And we did brainwash them early on in diapers. Oh, and then you'll go to college. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, you know, we, there was just certain things that were non-negotiable. So, yeah. yeah, we just had a really good balance because my mom was, you know, open door policy. Anything you were in, you know, in a rough spot and you, you could be drunk at a party and, and you could call. Yeah. I mean, anything. <laughs> yeah. And. And then my dad, it was like, we were all terrified of him. <laughs> and so, you know, I remember a few times we would get in trouble and my mom would just say, okay, I'll, I'm going to call your dad. And you're like, oh my God, okay, I'm really sorry. <laughs> so I think it was just, I think it was just a good balance because right. we had discipline, but we also had a mom who, you know, it didn't matter, you know, if you failed every, right. every semester care. and yeah. you're about to drop out of college, it was like, she still loved you, but you were going to figure it out. Kind yeah, of thing. And she knew you probably needed to go travel Europe for a couple of years yeah, and then come right. back, which I've offered every single one of them. Are you sure you don't want to drop out of school and go travel? And wow. they, they always say, um, by the way, we don't tell Bubba that you say that. Yeah. But, but at yeah. the same time, we know that my mom wouldn't pay for a way in Europe. So we know that we'd have to work for a year yeah. and save up to go to <laughs> yeah. Europe for two years. It's true. So. I mean, we'd help you out a little bit, but yeah, yeah, we, but- yeah we wouldn't uh, give you the whole ride. Yeah, but, we'll, but we would pay for college. Um, so I, it sounds like from these lovely women's conversation that honesty is kind of the best policy when you're dealing with difficult times in in growth and consciousness and that, you know, really fun hormonal stage of early teens. You know, it's that sounds like what really seems to work well. Mm-hmm. And and your friend's fine. She is in the astral plane. She has not completely crossed over. Um, she's in, in between our world and heaven, so to speak. And um, so she's going to cross over probably in another couple of weeks, um, but she's hanging out with her family as much as she can. She hasn't quite completely let go, but she's fine and safe and, and looks calm to me and at peace, which not everyone feels on the astral plane, but she feels um, like aware of her environment. And so she must have had some intuitive or open-mindedness before she left her body. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I'm sorry for your loss. And thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, lady. Thank you. Thanks. You know, um, one of the things I wanted to thank you girls for um, is uh, you've had to read a lot of chapters over the last couple of years. You know, uh, every single one of you um, have read every chapter in my book more than five times. 
And so I just want to thank you very much for taking time, giving me input, um, cheerleading me along the way um, for that lovely document that someday, oh, soon, um, will be available for other people to read. But I just want to thank you for all your advice and your well wishes along the way. Because, I mean, that, that can be kind of annoying. Oh, could you read this one more time? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, but it's been very helpful. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Of course. So should we go ahead and go to the phone lines again? Yeah, we have um, Barbara in Edmonds, and she has a question about relationships. Hi, Barbara. How are you? Barbara, are you there? Yes. Great. I'm here. How are you? I'm fine. Good. I'm confused. At <laughs> <laughs> least you know. <laughs> I've been in a relationship for four years, and... Recently, well, this past year, he moved in with me, and um, I'm coming to the realization that he's probably not the one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I'll ever move on, or if there's somebody that I'm going to move on to. Mm-hmm. There can definitely be someone to move on to if that's what you want. And so you're currently living together now? Yes, yes. And it wasn't me moving into his house. It was him moving into my house. Which is also making you feel uncomfortable about breaking up with him. Um, A little bit. Mm -hmm. And and part of it is his son that came along. Mm -hmm. But he's an adult. Mm -hmm. Not acting like an adult, but he is 24. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I have a 16-year-old, and Mm -hmm. there's there's times I wish it was just more mom and me. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, me and my daughter type thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So have you talked to your partner about your feelings? Um, no. I, I hate confrontations. Ah. Yeah. I was in a nasty marriage for 28 years because I was afraid of confrontation. Well, the great thing is that this isn't nasty. You know, he's not that type of a person from what I can see. So it's it's not going to be a repeat of your history. I'm not gonna, I'm not saying that he won't be frustrated or disappointed or sad or a little angry, but he's it's not the same relationship. It's different. Yeah. So um, so I I think continuing the conversation. I, I don't think he's going to move out anytime soon. I, I think the two of you are going to be talking around and around this for a little while. Okay. Um, but I think starting the conversation would be really helpful. Um, and getting helping you to get clear because right now you're in grief. And I think it'll it'll be like the perfect time will be when he moves out will be when you're really excited about him moving out. When you mm-hmm. feel inspired and your energy starts to rush through your body more, that's when it's going to happen. So any advice about confrontation from uh, the, the women here? Well, do you think that you would feel differently if his son wasn't living with you? Or do you think... Oh, I, I know I would feel differently if his son wasn't living with us, but... But it's more than just part that. Of, part of the problem is um, dealing with his, he has a disability with rheumatoid arthritis, mm-hmm. and he has only recently sought out medical attention again because I made him go, mm-hmm. and I see him getting worse and worse, and after having taken care of my dad a lot, I don't see myself being able to be a caregiver to that extent again. 
that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It sounds like you need to do what makes you happy. And the second you realize that someone is not the one, that's when you need to move away, move from it, I think. Because, or start the process. Or start the process. Mm-hmm. Because that I kind of recently went through the same thing. And I the second I realized it, it took me probably nine to I was ten months say later. <laughs> yeah. Nine or ten months later to actually yeah. You know, tell him to leave, and I wish that because I could have done a lot more in those nine or ten months. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. Yeah, and it was hard. It wasn't easy, but being with being alone and being happy is a lot better than being with someone and feeling alone or not happy. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of yeah. And yeah. I just I, I think part of my concern is my daughter. She's a junior in high school, mm-hmm. and she went from being afraid of her father to also really liking this guy. Yeah, he's a nice <laughs> guy. <laughs> he's but, a very nice guy. But but you know it's it's really okay. What a wonderful thing to teach your child that there that people can behave differently. And uh, I mean what a gorgeous and wonderful thing, but that doesn't mean you have to compromise yourself mm-hmm. um just for the sake of others, you know. And, and also, I mean as a junior in high school, um don't underestimate your daughter's maturity and intellect like I think that if you just explain the situation to her she'd probably be really understanding I don't think you have to hide it from her I think that she could maybe even be a good teacher if you I don't know I'm just thinking no I love what you just said I think it's so true I think young people are incredibly wise and I really do I think it's a good lesson to teach her too ah perfect that when you're not happy then you don't settle and you do whatever it takes to make yourself happy I think that's a Mm -hmm. To teach her I think you just got young. some great advice here. Yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much, Barbara, for calling. Oh, and Happy you. New Year. I wish yeah. you a beautiful good year. Yeah, good luck. Thank S- you. You're welcome. So before we go off the air, because we're getting close, I wanted to ask <clears throat> you girls one more question. Um, what are you looking forward to in 2012? Hmm. I want to go on a vacation. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, vacations. I'm trying, I'm trying to plan a little vacation. What about you, Mina? I don't know. I'm a little apprehensive because I'm graduating and there's going to be a, a time lull? period where I, you know, transitioning from undergrad to law school. And so I'd like 2012 to stretch out as long as possible. <laughs> I think she needs to come on the vacation. I think she needs yeah. a vacation. <laughs> I don't like not being busy, so it's going to be uncomfortable. It's on the beach. You'll be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what do you think for like our world, you know, next year? Do you have any feelings about that, you know, spiritually or intuitively or individually do you have an idea about 2012 for the human race Mm, not that i can think (laughs) (laughs) i know you do yeah i do i think Mm. it'll be a really great year for all of us i I actually think it'll be a great year for our family because we've had such an a wonderful holiday experience this year all of us but you know between your dad and us and grandma and aunties and uncles and it's been just a lovely lovely holiday. So I think it's a positive precursor for 2012. Well, I'm grateful that um, we'll all be close and hanging out even more in 12 because some of you will be closer to home. Mm -hmm. All of you will be. So I'm grateful. And thank you so much for coming on the show again. Well, thank you. I hope you'll come again next year too when you're all, well, actually you'll be in town more often. So we might make it a little bit more often. So thank you very much, girls. I love you all so much. Love you too, mom. Bye-bye. And thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. I'll be back on the air on Tuesday. Until then, joyful blessings. Bye-bye.